Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, your husband is about to get his testosterone checked. Oh my God. Murgatroyd, how are you Today in La La Land, coming to you live from California, kids. Uh, yes. Um, are you doing your Casey Kasem now? Was he in LA or was he in New York? Where? What do you think he was? I don't know. LA? Of course he was in LA. Okay. Everybody. What do I look like? I was in New Hampshire. Okay. So I didn't even know where LA was. Listen, all the cool people are in LA. And um, if you want to know where all the cool people are, it's wherever I generally am. Oh yeah. That's, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me back up for a second with your testosterone. I can save you the blood test. It's going to be low because Why? you're 53. Mm. Okay, so wait for it. It's going to be low. And don't you have a coaching client that has like a badass testosterone like hormone business? Yes, I am helping one of my coaching clients who's a nurse practitioner grow her testosterone business over uh, the internet. But listen, this is not why we're here. We're not here to talk about my- my my uh, Your balls. My, my balls. We're not here to talk about my <laughs> coaching clients. You, you know brought what, it up. <laughs> you know what we're here- You threw to, your balls into the game. You know what we're here to talk about today? Balls. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tell, tell the Elmo story quick. All right, so we are we cannot stop. When Sophia was first introduced to um, Elmo, the, one of the first videos that we found, Elmo, we were playing it for her, and Elmo walks into the room, you know, and he's like, dun dun dun, you know how Elmo walks, and he said, "Today, kids, we're talking about." And he opens a closet, and every, he, it was like overpacked with balls, so they all fell out. He goes, "Today, we're talking about." 
balls, <laughs> balls. And we have had balls this everywhere. We have had this in our head for five years and we cannot stop. So if you'd like Google Elmo balls and see what, well, don't actually Google that. You'll end up on some sort of, um, you know, FBI website or something. It'll be bad for you. Here is what we are going to talk about today. And that is the idea of considering changing your physical location. So I think, you know, we've done that for four months. (laughs) Well, I think, I think it's important. I mean, I, I, I'm going to put this into two different chunks, right? One is the chunk of going to Italy, which is not the chunk that I was thinking about. The other one is, you know, sort of like changing your physical location of where you're going to be living. And in our case, we, uh, we're likely going to wind up in Italy anyway, but the point is changing, changing your location. So here's what I want you to consider. When you are in familiar environments, you know, I'll use Atlanta because that's, I guess it's been 25, 30 years for me. And oh God, uh, almost 20 years. For almost me. 20 years for you. When you're in familiar environments, your brain doesn't have to do a whole lot of work, right? Because you know, you know exactly where the baker and the candlestick maker is when you walk outside your door, you, you mindlessly drive your car, you know, to the kid's school, if you have kids or, you know, you get the idea. You're just familiar with your surroundings. And so your senses aren't really awoken and alive to new things coming at you. And so, you know, therein lies the Groundhog's Day of what you're doing. And, you know, it's very interesting. What made me think about uh, bringing this conversation up is, you know, the environment now is so different. So this morning, Kim had an ideation ideation session for, uh, for our new virtual mastermind that we're doing. And so I went by myself to the coffee shop. And as I'm walking- You, you know, missed me. I did, I did miss you. And I realized it's further to the coffee shop than I thought, because when you're with somebody, you talk and it goes quick. But when you're not, I was like a swivel head and I'm looking at all of these different things. I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, there's the ocean. Oh my God, look at that, at that palm tree. Look at, you know, I, there's, there's no stoplights on this street. And so I'm seeing everything. And it got me thinking that there's probably some listeners that are in a location now that their higher self, their voice inside of them, whatever you want to call it, is calling them to go somewhere else. And I would encourage you, even though when you think about it, you're like, oh, fuck, like, how, like I can't, I got to get, I got to move the kid out of school. I, how am I going to get my car across the country if that's the case? Or, you know, all it of It seems the, overwhelming. It seems overwhelming. All of the things that you want to do. But if there is a voice that's inside of you that's, considering changing your locations i would your location i would offer to you that it is a worthwhile thing to do as a reset as a reboot to to look at your life or to participate in your life differently than you were doing it with your environment being exactly the same and i'd love to know your thoughts on that well, I think your environment plays a very significant role in many aspects of your life. So, for example, um, I grew up in New Hampshire. So, being in New Hampshire, it's pretty friendly and it's um, cold as balls. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, it's really cold or really hot. You know, and I remember grow up, growing up as a kid, we didn't have air conditioning, and it was like which by the way, if I'm just right back there, aren't I? Because we don't have air conditioning here either. But uh, I remember growing up without air conditioning and 
like sweating through the summer and then the winter being freezing. I mean, we had heat, but it was like a wood stove. It sounds like Little House on the Prairie, okay? It sounds like I grew up in Little House on the Prairie, but it wasn't. It was just, you know, an environment, but people were really friendly. People valued education. People didn't necessarily value the outside. You know, there's not like this massive push for like wearing top labels and designers and you know, lip injections and like that stuff is not common there. And so that was the environment I was raised in. And then I went to the South and the South was way more about the look and, and the big Southern hair and, you know, the clothes and the car and the thing. And it was a little bit less about education in some parts and it wasn't valued as highly. And There wasn't as much culture there, but the weather was better. And, you know, like all of these things play into your day-to-day. Like in New Hampshire, going out to your car, like if you're going to the gym, there's a lot of obstacles, right? If you're starting a new gym routine. One of them in New England is, do I walk through the, the feet of snow to get to my car, to brush my car off, to heat my car up, to then go to the gym? Whereas in the South, you don't have that barrier. You can probably walk to the gym. So like a lot of my point, I guess I'm like slowly rounding the corner here too, is that your environment will affect everything. It'll affect affect how you feel about yourself. It'll affect how you show up in the world. It'll affect your health, your education. It'll help, it'll affect everything, relationships, because people do things a little bit differently. And, you know, in the, in the North where I grew up, People were more honest. They were friendly, but if they liked you, they liked you. If they didn't, they didn't. And you knew in the South, you kind of don't know. So I don't know if this is where you're going with all of that. It's exactly where I'm going with it. So, you know, we, we dropped the kid off for school the other day and I looked down and I went- Half the people are barefoot. <laughs> Do you notice how nobody has shoes here? And I was like, oh my God, they literally- not nobody, but like well, a not, lot of people yeah, don't walk around. A lot of people didn't have shoes. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. And then you look around, you, you're like, okay, well, the school is in the middle of this beach town and the houses surround the school and you're just walking a block or two maybe to the school with your, you know, with your kids. So there's, okay, so there's a couple things. One is the bare feet. Two is, and I'm gonna explain why I'm bringing this up. Two is I'm noticing dads, I don't know why, but I'm seeing equal or maybe more fathers who are, you know, in their forties, you know, and this is a a school for, you know, uh, five-year-olds, what do they call it? Elementary school. Elementary. Elementary school, like, you know, 40, 50-year-old guys in hoodies um, bringing their kids um, to school. So, My point is we give a lot of thought to what we want to create, why we want to create it, how we're going to get there, but we give very little thought to the where. In fact, it's mostly a default, right? Because you're raised somewhere. And unless you make the Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. The where is a default. Mm -hmm. So if you are like born and bred in, you know, Mississippi, and your family's in Mississippi, you may never leave Mississippi. It may not even dawn on you or it might dawn on you, but you don't think it's possible because your other family didn't leave. I think I was the first one of my family to leave the state and go somewhere else. And, you know, that was probably a little bit scary for my family, but it wasn't scary for me. I knew I needed something different. So I think your location, I think you're bringing up a great point because location of where you live your life ends up being a default decision. And then you make it so overwhelming for moving 
that you don't even want to tackle that goal. You know? Yeah, and look, there is no absolutely perfect place where you're gonna be like, oh my God, you know, if I move to Fargo, it's gonna, you know, cause I'm an ice fisherman and it's gonna be the best place in the world. You're gonna have problems if you go there or if you move to Southern California. You know, Southern California is not Italy. Southern California has a lot of great things, but it does not have Italy. And Italy does not have what Southern California has. So there, there- There's trade-offs. There's, tra- yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. There's gonna be trade-offs. So. The point that I want to get across is if you're at a place in your life where either A, you feel stuck and maybe perhaps a bit bored of where you're living, dream and think about where you you would love to live that would best support your lifestyle. For example, one of the things we're committed to doing in this new place is we really fully want to embrace the California culture. So, you know, um, this every weekend we're going to go to a new thing. One one weekend it may be the Los Angeles farm, uh, farmer's market. Another weekend, you know, like this weekend we're going to a pumpkin patch and um, at Pal- a- Palos Verdes. Palos Verdes. So each week we're going to choose something different. So we knew that this environment would lend itself for us to explore because that was important to us. So- you And know, it would help us grow because we we- want to be around a lot of like-minded people as many people do. This is every conversation I have, they're like, I need a new circle. I need more like-minded people. Well, where are those people living? (laughs) You know, and yes, they're sprinkled throughout whatever, but where's the, where's Mecca for your kind of hobby or person or the people you want to be around and think outside the box. And yes, guess what? You can move your kids. And I totally get it. The older they get, the harder it is. It is still possible and depending on your kids, but they're adaptable. They really are. And Sophia still says, I miss my Atlanta school. This morning, she was missing her Italy school, you know, but she's also really excited about her California school. Kids are adaptable and they can learn. And like where, when when Rob wanted to move here, I was like, okay, let's talk about how, how we think this environment will impact Sophia. How will this help her thrive? Where will the blind spots be? Is she going to just be like a chill surfer dude smoking a doobie like by the time she's 14? Or is she going to excel and be driven and around amazing like-minded people? So like, this is what you're, this is what the thought process looks like. And then I would just toss in there one more time. If there is a place that your heart is calling you to move and you're letting the overwhelm of the actual event get in your way, don't. It's not that hard. We moved from one coast to the other with cars, a dog, a toddler. Well, I guess she's not a toddler anymore, but we we did it. She ta- she toddles. She toddles. Uh, I'll not- leave I'll leave you with I'll leave you with this. It doesn't have to be, I don't want this to be confused for the sunny skies of California. I listened to a podcast yesterday with Rachel Maddow and she said something really interesting. You know, she's a, a, a news person in Manhattan and she needed to get out of Manhattan. So she drives two and a half hours every single day or three and a half hours, something crazy like that, or has she has a driver, but she's in a car to go from Manhattan where she records to Western Massachusetts because she loves, she loves everything about it. She loves the quiet. She loves the colder weather. She wants, she needs that space, that New England type of vibe because she's in chaos in Manhattan. So understand that changing location could be 
something completely different than you used to. You may be in California now and you're like, dude, I'm sick of surfing. I'm sick of the bicycles. I want to put on something other than my pajamas. You know, like I want to live in a different kind of way. And then maybe Manhattan is the spot for you. So all I'm suggesting is consider what would be something that would support the stage of life that you're in. That's it, everybody. Have a great week and we will see you from Southern California. Yay. That was so weird. We did it. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 